Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. Today it's me, Jeff, and I'm here with Aaron and also Mike Kuhn, the president of Outdoor Experience Organization and also the promoter of the Transylvania Epic Mountain Bike Race. Hey Mike, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about the Transylvania Epic and what the riding is like throughout the course up in Pennsylvania. So I wanted to start off by asking you, how and when did the race get started? We started Transylvania. I started with a friend of mine, Ray Adams. We started talking about it eight or nine years ago, and we're now in the seventh edition of the, of the event. Uh, we, you know, we got started. There was, I think, Trans Germany was going on, Trans Alps, uh, a couple events like that. And we had kind of taken note to those and thought, boy, it'd be it'd be great to do something like that in Pennsylvania. And that's, that's kind of started the process. And here we are almost 10 years later now. Yeah, that's cool. So had you done stage races, you and Ray, or was this just something you guys thought sounded fun? So I, I had a lot of road racing, road stage racing experience. Uh, I did that for a number of years. I had, you know, way back in the day started as a mountain biker, then spent some time on the road and really enjoyed this road stage racing. Uh, we were working with visit PA at the time, which is the, the Pennsylvania tourism, uh, organization. And, and we thought it was a pretty good fit there as well. Right. Bringing, bringing people to the area, bringing, uh, media in to, to take part in the events as, as you guys have done, uh, as it shows, shows off something that Pennsylvania has. I mean, we, the both, both of us raced all over the country a little bit anyway. Um, you know, we were always paying somebody else for the opportunity and we weren't getting paid to do it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, here, 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 have my check. Um, but it was, it, you know, it was, we, we knew that Pennsylvania had something unique and special. Uh, and I think in general, we felt like the East coast gets, a, you know, sometimes gets a little bit of the short stick when it comes to, uh, sort of, you know, mountain biking respect. Right. So, that led to it too. You know, we're like, well, we got something special here. Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about the logistics of the race. It's in the past, it's been a seven day race. Is that, has it always been seven days or, uh, have you guys experimented with different formats? We've always had the seven day component. We did have a three day, uh, piece there for a couple of years as the dates have had to change based on uh, other events that happen at the scout camp sort of the week has changed a little bit too. Uh, we, we did move to a five day format, five, you know, five days of, of riding. You can show up the day before for the welcome and everything. So it's, it's six days on site, five days riding this year. Uh, we, we moved to that because what we do here is, you know, a lot of people say, wow, we'd really like to do this. I just can't take, you know, seven, seven days on site is really, you know, 10 days away from home potentially. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people that that's just too much. So we know it's fun. Uh, and, and this is certainly an attempt to try to make it a little more manageable, uh, for more people. So Mike, are there different ways that people can participate in the race as well? There are, uh, there's such a, you know, there's the traditional solo and duo style categories. We added fat bike and duo single speed this year to, to what we've uh, traditionally offered as well. 
But then we have a couple of unique ones. We we do have, you know, through the week, there is an enduro leader's jersey and there's an enduro competition where while you still have to make the time cuts for the day, which which we keep at about six mile an hour average for the day. So I think that's pretty good for most people. You can take part and essentially just do it as an enduro. And there are four to five segments per day. And that's real fun. I mean, we've, we've seen, we, you know, we've seen people who come into the race, maybe looking at doing just a cross country. And then they are like, uh, you know what? I'm, I had a flat or I broke a wheel or whatever might've happened. Now I'm just going to go after the enduros every day. Uh, and, and some of the people who are not in, who are not going to be in competition with the, the front of the field, like they love just to be able to pin it on a couple of downhills and see how that stacks up. Uh, but then there's a whole other piece to it too. And we offer two categories that I think are pretty unique. One is uh, what we call the Epic experience. And the way that one works is that we, we allow people to start the stages a little bit early. They start in, in a group. It's timed. It's not a race, but you can come out, you can just you start early. Sometimes we cut a little segment off of it as well, or we give them the option to kind of shortcut the day. And the idea being make it even more about a vacation and less about a race. So come out. There you go. You get the whole you, you can do as much as you want uh, and have the fun of it without having the pressure of racing. And what's called the epic team. And then the epic team, you can have up to I think we're up to 10 riders. Now, the more riders you bring with you, so the less cost per racer. And uh, and you don't have to do every stage. So your team is scored uh, on your fastest rider per day, uh, and only one guy from the team or one rider from the team has to finish each stage. So you could come in, bring a bunch of buddies. Maybe not everybody's sure they can do a whole week, but they want to try it. Well, they get to day they get to day three, and they're like, "Oh man, I got to take tomorrow off." That's no problem. You got a buddy to finish that stage, then you can hop back in. Uh, and, and, you know, and do the final stage and still be in the race. And so it's a, it's a way to take part as a team. There aren't individual awards for it. Uh, there is a team cup that we award. Uh, but, but that's also the other great piece to that is it's also the least expensive way to take part. I mean, you, you can you know get in for a couple hundred bucks and do the whole week if you're part of a, you know, seven, eight, nine person team. Cool. What's the average daily ride time? that people can expect from each stage? You know, you're probably looking two and a half to five hours, right? And that's, and I mean, that, that, that's for the spectrum of riders. So the really fast guys about two and a half. And what we typically see is that, you know, we can, we can kind of double that time for those who are uh, coming in at the end, at the end of the day. So I think that's where we're going to find a lot of the stages fall this year. We've shortened them up slightly overall from what we've done too, because what we have found as well is that, you know, Pennsylvania riding, because you're dealing with some challenging terrain, the rocks keep the average speeds a little bit lower. So the distances maybe aren't quite as long on a daily basis, but I think the time you're out and joining the woods uh, is going to be similar uh, to what you'll find at a lot of other events like this. Right. Well, yeah, you mentioned the trails and yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Aaron, you rode the Transylvania Epic last year. So how would you describe the trails and sort of the terrain that the race takes place on? 
Um, I would probably say it's what you would think of when you think of classic East Coast single track. There's a lot of technical elements, as Mike mentioned. So you've got tons of rocks and roots. Um, but mostly what I found there was just the, the rocks more than the roots, I mm-hmm. guess. There's just endless rock. I mean, I remember driving up last year. Um, you know, I'd spent basically two days driving to get up to Pennsylvania from Atlanta. So I couldn't wait to get out and ride. And we just rode the, what was the, um, time trial, which was kind of the, uh, opening stage. We pre-rode the course and just right on the, basically what is the scout camp property. There were just these crazy, rocky, jagged, rugged trails. And, uh, it was, it was definitely a, a little taste of things to come throughout the week. There's a, a lot of climbing, but the climbs aren't as steep necessarily as some of the stuff we have here in Georgia. They just seem to go on a whole lot longer. So some of the, the grades are a little bit mellower, um, but it's just it's every bit as technical as, as the stuff that I like to ride down here too. Mike, what kind of feedback do you get from racers, particularly people who aren't from that part of the country? maybe the best way I've heard it described is people say, I, I don't think I've ever had to think like this when I've, when I've ridden and like, the, you know, the people who, and when you grow up riding these places, this doesn't occur to you. I don't believe it never occurred to me, but they're like, I, it actually is somewhat mentally tiring. There's a, there's an additional aspect where you have to think your way through these sections, uh, and, and learn how to read, the, read the rocks. And, it's challenging for sure. And I think that the, what, what you come out of it though, is that you come out of it, no matter where you go to ride after this, you become a better rider from the experience of doing it because you, you can't not essentially, um, you, you can't ride this stuff and not come out of it, uh, with a different appreciation, I think of how to pick lines and and look for features and, uh, how to make it, make it through some interesting, uh, trails for sure. Uh, but yeah, so that like, well, I have to think about this. And then, you know, the other thing that we, tr- we, we do through the week is, uh, there are two forests that we're in or two state forests. So there's bald Eagle state forest, and then there's Rothrock state forest, and they have slightly different feels to them too. So as we go through the week, we try to bounce back and forth. One has, I think what you would, you know, a little more of sort of the mountain bike built, trail and the other is more of the, the, the older style, um, you know, a little bit of fall line in there, uh, a little bit of the, like the more raw, uh, classic style trail. So you get a little bit of a different feel through the week as, as well, um, between the two. I mean, the, the trail clubs up there, Bald Eagle, uh, Nittany and Seven Mountain Conservation Corps are just doing great work, uh, and, and creating, these wonderful trails to ride on. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you on uh, some of the sections being mentally as well as physically taxing. I guess Tussie Ridge in particular is one that you, you've got to be on your game for a while. It's a really long rock garden, and that's actually where I had my uh, only crash last year was, uh, was going along Tussie Ridge and just didn't have enough momentum to hump up over one of the ledges and ended up looping out and falling backwards so luckily i was all right you definitely definitely takes a lot of concentration so yeah i was going to ask about that what sort of the toughest stages are 
um, in your opinion, Mike? And it sounds like for Aaron, it was Tussie Ridge. Do the do the routes vary from year to year? Is there a lot of overlap? Like, will racers be able to expect that same stage this year? For this year in particular, because we're shortening the week, we're taking elements that uh, that were common across sort of the seven stages, and they always get mixed up a little bit. We change up the change up the order a little. You know, we introduced the enduro only day uh, there a few years ago. We do tweak things. Uh, this year certainly is a bigger tweak than I, I would say is typical. Uh, because we're going to take these the seven stages and kind of pick the best pieces of all of them and put them into five, uh, and, and we're eliminating the time trial stage, which was uh, which was the short stage of the week. Uh, so so you get but you get some of those same trails that you saw in the time trial uh, in in one of the other stages. Now, you know as far as what's most difficult, I think it's I think it's a little tough to say. I mean I I always thought that the riding that we did at Cooper's gap was maybe particularly challenging compared to some of the other stuff, but we always put that one early in the week. Um, and it was always one of the longest stages, if not the longest stage of the week. So, uh, so where it is in the week, you know, what day it is, how long the stage is. I think all of those things, you know, that it's only that it's five days instead of seven. So now you have, you know, two less days. You have, it's not, you're not finishing on the seventh day. You're finishing on the fifth. I think all of that probably mixes up. And I, I think that answer is maybe a little different for everybody. It has a lot to do right with how you slept the night before and what you ate too. Like, like, are, you know, are you fueled up? I think that's one thing that when you look at it and you say, Oh, well, it's only 25 miles. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you, you know, if you figure you might be out there at a sub 10 mile an hour average pace, uh, you're going to be out there for a few hours, you better make sure you're, you know, you're fueling and you're hydrating right too. And, and all that plays an impact. Um, so it varies, but I think, you know, the, like Tussie Ridge is an incredible challenge. It's a very cool trail. It's, it's a very challenging trail. Um, you know, I love, I have loved since the day I, I went there, you know, 20 some years ago, riding at RB winter state park, which is this little wonderful gem deep in the woods up there. Um, the, some of the trails around, uh, you know, around Cooper's gap are great. And then I really like what we've done with the enduro stage. I know we've kind of put that in and there's some really challenging stuff there, but because we break it up and people have a chance to, everybody has a chance to recover between the segments. You don't race between the segments at all that day. Uh, that changes up how you come into them. Cause if you come into them fresher and you can read them better, they're, you know, it's more fun. And, and I guess, just sort of in general, like, you know, we have the guys who are, who are coming to race this. Uh, but then if you're coming because you, you think the boy does, this sounds like fun and it sounds like a challenge and it's something I'd like to try and do. And I'd like to hang out with these people for a week, uh, you know, at, at camp the, then, you know, think about how you take on the week too, because you can change the challenge of the week a little bit by making sure that when you're getting to those, you haven't raced up the climb that takes you to Tussie Ridge because you're going to want that energy and focus for Tussie Ridge. So I, I don't, that was a long way to kind of <laughs> maybe get around what the toughest <laughs> ones are. I don't, I don't know that I can pick the toughest, but, uh, but, but they're all, you know, every day has something I think challenging on it too. So. Right. And then, you know, the weather is always kind of the wild card and can absolutely turn a otherwise 
not as tough stage into an extremely one. I know last year we lucked out. I think it only rained on us one day, which was the um, the gravel, the dirt <laughs> road style stage. Yep. Um, yep. And it only rained a little bit at the beginning, which was kind of nice. But yeah, we definitely lucked out on the on the weather last year. But that's always something that can throw a wrench in your plans. Yeah, it sure is. It's funny that particular no. So we don't have quite the gravel day that we that's one of the things that we've we've changed up you'll be in that area of the forest but we're going to throw some extra single track in that day uh but that day for whatever reason it was like three or four years in a row we've had rain that day uh <laughs> i don't that's weird how those things work out i guess we mentioned sort of the other stage races that you are aware of that sort of inspired this race so what currently sets the Transylvania Epic apart from other stage races that are out there. I mean, this seems to be something that's becoming more and more popular and a lot of other areas and regions are trying to duplicate sort of that same uh, format. So what I think it is, and, uh, you know, and that's a good question for people who have, who have come too. but what, but what we've heard from the folks who have come out and done it is that, uh, you know, is that it's, that gives them a similar feeling and brings back memories of their times at summer camp when they were kids, which is, which is what has spawned our single track summer camp uh, tagline. Uh, That was not something we came up with. That was something that, that the racers themselves uh, came, came to us and said, this is what it is. And, and I think that is what sets us apart where you're in one location for the entire week in the camp, uh, there are bunkhouse options, there's RV options, there's tenting options. You know, there's, there's other options too. There are hotels and whatnot relatively close by within a few, you know, 10 to 20 minutes uh, and lots of restaurants and whatnot. But you can, you can all be self-contained at this Boy Scout camp. And that, coming back there every day, you know, starting from there every day, coming back there every day is a different experience than what many of the other stage race events offer. In fact, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that there's one, you know, quite like what we're doing at Transylvania. Um, it, and that makes it different because it's relaxed. There's this camaraderie that develops because you're coming back and you're hanging out with the same people in the same places. You're having meals with them, uh, at the mess hall that lends a different experience and atmosphere than, what is encountered, I think, at, at, at other events. Um, you know, I think we're all, uh, all the events, all the stage races that I'm aware of, you know, it's a, it's a small group of us who promote these things. And, and it's a friendly competition, I would say, to create, you know, to create a great event. Because uh, in the end, that's what we all want. We all want our, our participants to come out and have a great time. Um, everybody's putting on, I think, great stages, uh, there are great courses, you know, we're, we're all doing great things with, with, I think the marking and the, and the rider experience. But so what makes us different is sort of, you know, how the in between the stages stuff happens and that, and that single track summer camp. That's a really great way to describe it because I think for a lot of people, I mean, the competition part of it is sort of obvious when you call anything a race, but it sounds like a lot of people are doing it, you know, they enjoy the competition side, but really it's about getting away and, you know, having this experience 
you know, being on a bike for five or seven days or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, that's, um, that certainly sounds very appealing to me for sure. Yeah. I, I can definitely vouch for the relaxed vibe, um, at the Transylvania Epic. It's, you know, you're out there riding anywhere from two and a half to, to five hours, like Mike said, but that still leaves a lot of the day for hanging out and there's pools to swim in. There's a, a lake, there's, you know, it's, it's like summer camp, you know, I mean, most of the day after we got done riding, once you, you know, you kind of cool down and regroup, you uh, just spend the, the afternoon hanging out on the porch, talking about how the race went, making fun of each other. Then you go and eat dinner and you come back and hang out on the porch some more until it's time to go to bed. It's it's a great time. You know, there's, you know, there's no Wi-Fi. There's pretty much no cell signal. So people aren't glued to their phones or anything like that and you know i've done some other stage races where there's a lot more moving around and a lot more logistics on that end and i think there's a lot to be said for being able to race out of the same place every single day and not you know not have to go out and hammer your brains out all day long and then get on a bus for a couple hours you just come back you take a shower you get cleaned up and and kick your feet up it's 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 awesome it really is Thanks. When Ray and I set it up, one of the things we talked about was you know, we want it to be a, a vacation experience too, right? Like, like if you're, if you're coming in and you want to do this, we want to show you really great trails and we want you to have a great time. Um, and, and to us, our first vision was something more along the lines of what you see with other uh, mountain bike stage races. We were going to move it around, but then for a few reasons, we ended up at the camp and I think it's, it's been a, uh, a, you know, a wonderful bit of happenstance, I suppose, to, to end up where we are and to have, to be able to unfold the events, the event as we do. Uh, it's, but that, but that's definitely part of the idea here is let's make it fun by keeping it as relaxed as we can. And we, you know, we do a wheelie competition and bunny hop competition one night. We do, you know, you're going to probably see a, a pool party. We're going to kick off the event uh, in a new way and award the first leaders Jersey with things that are reminiscent of summer camp too. that we'll, we'll announce more about that as we get a little closer. When we look at the week of Transylvania and we realize that it is single track summer camp, what we are working toward. And my new, I should mention Dave Pryor, Dave has come on board uh, as a co-promoter with this Ray stepped away a few years ago and Dave has really stepped in. Uh, to, to take on a lot of the, the tasks and, and roles that Ray had. As Dave and I looked at it and we thought about, well, where does this go? You know, we're going to shorten the week. We're going to make it more manageable. We want to continue to bring out all the elements of, of the summer camp experience uh, because we know that that's fun. And the, the whole point to come in and doing one of these, there are people who are coming to race and they're going for the prizes and that's fantastic. But the vast majority of people are coming to these because they want a great riding experience and they want to have a, a great week and that means having fun and so that's what we're doing with it so you're going to see where maybe once it was a race that had you know the summer camp we want to have it be just as much about the summer camp experience uh and really make it you know that much better for let's say the 90 percent of people who are coming out you know who, who aren't going to win the race 
you know, Transylvania Epic already has such a great reputation for being a really fun, well-organized event um, that's run really smoothly. So I wanted to know, what does it take to make that happen? Like how much of the year are you working on this leading up to the actual event itself? You know, we're already planning 2017. So, <laughs> so, so more than that, a year in right? advance. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, and, and, you know, it's not like we're deep into that planning, but we are, what are our dates going to be? What, what's the, you know, what are we going to change about the week? What are, you know, all these sorts of things start, that, dis- that discussion starts more than a year in advance. Uh, on a, you know, on a week to week basis, it, it varies dramatically. Uh, do a couple other events through the year. Uh, I'm a stay at home dad uh, right now as well. We're getting ready or we're in the process of launching the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Cycling League, which I'm uh, directing as, as we launch it. That's all that's happening as my kids are both going off to, to full day school, elementary school. So I'm transitioning sort of right from this, I would say, part time. I'd say, you know, for, for a while, it's been either neglect the kids or neglect the race promotion. Um, it'll be moving into having the kids at school and then and being able to put more of uh, my daily effort, I think, into it. And, and really a full-time gig at that point uh, between, between everything that we do. But specifically with Transylvania, it's an all-year process. Uh, it, it's ongoing. And uh, there's not a day, really, probably all year long that I'm not thinking about some aspect of it and what we, you know, what we need to be doing or should be doing to, uh, make it the experience we want to make it. Yeah. After our conversation, hearing you and Aaron talk about the race, I'm definitely stoked about this year's event. So can people still sign up for it? Are there slots available? Yeah, absolutely. We will, we sign up and right up even just a few weeks before the event into May. So the event, you know, end of May, it starts Memorial day weekend and then, uh, stretches to the next Friday and uh, registrations open into the middle of May. So absolutely plenty of time to still decide to come out and do some East coast rocks and be part of single track summer camp. Awesome. For people that are trying to plan a trip to what's like the closest town that people would, you know, be able to type into their Google map, to see how far away it is. Absolutely. State college. Yeah. Home of the Nittany lions. It's about 15 to 20 minutes from the venue. So for people who are considering the event, is there a certain type of bike that you would recommend or do people bring like multiple bikes, you know, to suit various stages of the race? The bikes to look at for the vast majority of participants are going to be full suspension, you know, at least 650 or 29er bikes. By far, that's the best choice. 100, 120 mil travel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the most fun way for the week. But because we're in one place, a lot of people drive in, uh, you can bring multiple bikes uh, and, and make use of them through the week uh, or just bring one as a backup. Should anything happen? So <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, other things to think about, uh, no tubes is a sponsor. They're fantastic, but for good reason too. Uh, you, you don't want to run tubes here. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're going to pinch flat. And I, I really, I don't think it like the volume of the tire, uh, it doesn't matter. Like make them tubeless, uh, and, and for, for this event. And then in general, also a bigger tire with a, a, a sturdy sidewall is your, is a 
your best friend, right? And the whole ounce of prevention, pound of cure thing. Uh, you, you want those couple extra ounces in your tire uh, f- for this event. Without a doubt, you want, you want that flat protection. Well, great. So, yeah, like I said, I'm really stoked for this year's race and excited to see Aaron's coverage and also to hear about um, some of the developments as we lead up to the actual race day. So thanks for joining us today, Mike. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, thanks for joining us for the Singletracks podcast. See you next time. Peace.